to include them and so I asked them they immediately said yes and I appreciate those two guys being willing to do that I'll begin my lesson this way there are lots of really good folks out there that our religious beliefs are equally good that is it doesn't matter if you are Muslim Hindu Jewish Catholic, whatever it might be, we're all headed to the same place, and God is, is pleased with all religious worship of any kind. It's a very appealing idea. It's very uh, broad-minded. It seems like it's fair to everybody. And of course, in our day, being politically correct is, is very important, and, and that is PC. Uh, politically correct. Now all of that sounds real good, but if it's not really the truth, it, it can't help us. In the book of Galatians, we see some folks there who profess to be Christians and who profess to be followers of Jesus Christ. And yet, those same people were insisting that some parts of the law of Moses must still be practiced. And this is what Paul wrote to them in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. Paul said, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. He's talking about the law there. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. That was a, a standard of the law of Moses. Jewish males and circumcision was an absolute uh, pillar of what the law uh, stood for. And they were insisting on those things. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. If you have, you have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by the law. And you have fallen from grace. The Galatians were trying to, to practice two covenants at the same time. And Paul said to them, you've fallen from grace. Paul himself was raised as a, a devout Jew. He, he says about himself, I, I verily thought with myself that I should do many things that are contrary to the name of Jesus Christ. But when Paul realized that the law of Moses had been replaced by the new covenant, he changed his life and he changed his way of worship. Jesus himself tells us in John 14 and verse 6, I am the way, he says, the truth and the life. And no man comes unto the Father except by me. Peter echoed the same thing in Acts chapter 4. Now Peter here, Peter and John, have been arrested and they are before the, the Jewish Sanhedrin here. And I want to show you what he said in Acts 4 and Let's start reading in verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if, this day they are if we this day are judged for a good deed done 
to a helpless man. If you recall, they had healed that man who laid at the gate of the temple. By what means he has been made well? Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. You, you might say that the, the main theme of the New Testament is that Jesus Christ is the only Savior. Uh, no man comes unto the Father, he says, except by me. That is echoed again and again throughout the New Testament. Jesus tells us in John 3 and verse 16 that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now that whosoever that Jesus was talking about includes all people of all nations, different people who live in different parts of the world. They have different cultures. They have different ways of life. But they are not given a, a multiple choice of saviors. I am the way, Jesus said. But it is not politically correct to say that Muhammad cannot help us. You're not supposed to say that man-made doctrines which came down from uh, our national councils or, or maybe we had a, a, a convention and, and this is what we voted on. You're not supposed to say, hey, that's not good enough and that's not equal to the New Testament. You're not supposed to say those kind of things. You're not supposed to say the Pope is not infallible. <laughs> he is a man just like every, every other human. He is just a man. You're, you're not supposed to say those things. It's not politically correct in our day. But Jesus tells us in John chapter 12. Let's look at that right very quickly. In John 12, and this begins at verse 47. If anyone hears my words and does not believe, this is Jesus talking, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. And who would that be, Jesus? The Word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. And my friends, 
If we believe the New Testament, then we must believe that nothing else will do. Anything else that we might substitute that is separate and apart from what we see in the last will and testament of Jesus Christ will just not suffice. Humans are going to worship something. All nations, all cultures throughout history had gods of some kind. It might have been something that they made themselves out of gold or maybe even stone or, or wood. They may have worshipped the sun or uh, the moon. The ancient Druids in the, in the British Isles used to worship nature, water and, and trees and, and, and plants and grass. They worship those things. People are just going to worship something in our day and time. Many people worship their possessions, and they are very zealous in their worship. Unfortunately, it's the wrong God. Jeremiah 10 and verse 23, the prophet tells us that the way of man is not in himself. It is not, not in man who walks to direct his own steps. And the wise man in the book of Proverbs, chapter 14 and verse 12 tells us there is a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Mankind cannot devise a way to worship acceptably on his own. God gives us the directions, and we must be guided by those directions no more and no less. Nothing else will do. Now, let me quickly add to that. Christians need to try to be a friend and to get along with everybody, regardless of, of who that person might be, where they came from, their race, the color of skin, or whatever their belief might be, we need to try to be peaceable with them and to get along with them. But we cannot accept or approve of any belief that rejects the New Testament or changes what the New Testament might teach. We, we, we cannot just compromise, go along to make everybody happy. We would love to have everybody happy. Absolutely. That, that's what we're shooting for every time. But it might not be possible. It could be that we will just have to say, Hey, hey, I, I, I respect you. want to be your friend. But what you're preaching and teaching is just not New Testament. Paul told Timothy to preach the Word. To be instant in season and out of season. To reprove and rebuke and exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. And that is just what we have to do as well. Just, just preach the word no more and no less. Most of the time, it is great to be open-minded. To be, to be tolerant uh, of the views uh, of other people. 
this is this is an election year. I think it's fair to say that most of us, many of us, I should say, will not all vote for exactly the same candidates. We we probably won't do that. When uh, football season rolls around, we might not all be cheering for the same team. But it's it's good that we can have those different views on those things and still get along and still be friends. That's a great thing if we can do that. But we cannot be open-minded when it comes to the New Testament. What it teaches us is not amendable on our part. We cannot decide, well, let's just change that to suit ourselves. Us humans are not in a position to change God's Word. What the New Testament teaches us is what we must believe and teach and practice. Now some folks might hear me talking like this and say, well, Jesus tells us not to judge. And that's exactly what you're doing right now, T.A. Smith. Well, Jesus does condemn hypocritical judging. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus talks about uh, some folks who, who got a two-by-four in their eye, and they're worried about that little speck of sawdust in their brother's eye. That, that's hypocritical judging. Jesus does indeed condemn that. But before we can accept a teaching or a doctrine of, of any kind, we must test it against the Scriptures. That's exactly what John tells us to do. In 1 John chapter 4 and in verse 1, John says, Believe not every spirit, but, but test the spirits. The King James Version says, Try the spirits, whether they be of God. Because John adds to that, Many false prophets are gone out into the world. And I say with sadness that in our day, much error is being taught in the world. It is done sincerely. It's done honestly in many cases. Nonetheless, it is not the pure New Testament God's Word. Regardless of who we hear the message from, regardless of, of what that, where that lesson comes from, we must compare it to the New Testament. What, what, is that, what is that message that we are hearing? What does the New Testament say? Compare those things. Test those lessons. The idea... This sounds a little mean. The idea that all religious beliefs are all equally good is not true. Think about all of the, the different beliefs about, about God himself. Uh, for example, the, the, the Hindus the Hindus worship so many different things. I don't know how many different, different gods they, they, they do have. The Muslims focus on Muhammad and, and his teachings, whom they view as, a, as a, a prophet who came after Jesus. Jesus was a good guy, but uh, not equal with Muhammad. Uh, 
Catholics believe the Pope is, is infallible. The Jews practice God's word, but they practice the law that Moses received at, at Mount Sinai, and that's been nailed to the cross. I, many of them are honest and sincere. Those things will not suffice. God gives us the instructions and the directions on how He would have us to worship and how we would have us to live our lives, and that is what we must go by. Some of those things that we see in the various doctrines are completely different. They're not even close. In the New Testament, the Bible just teaches us in Ephesians 4 and in verse 4, there is one body and one spirit, even as you're called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all, and in you all. And God has provided that, that one way for us to go to heaven. And that is by being obedient to his plan of salvation. And then being faithful till death. This evening if you are not a Christian. You can obey the gospel by repentance of sins. By confessing the name of Jesus Christ as the son of God. By immersion in the waters of baptism for the remission of sins. And we can help you uh, get that accomplished this very evening. Perhaps you have obeyed the gospel but fallen away. If that is the case, if, if you realize now that you have not been as faithful as you should have been, and you're willing to, to throw off those things that, that caused you to fall, you can ask for the prayers of the faithful and be restored. You can do that this very evening. While we stand, while we sing.